Welcome to this week's episode of FTR's Weekly Trucking Update Podcast, hosted by Avery Weiss. Join Avery each week as he dissects everything from market trends to economic indicators to explore how these factors are shaping the trucking landscape. Download the graphics package at ftrintel.com slash podcasts. And feel free to use those slides as you defend your transportation thought leadership within your own company. So, buckle up as we embark on a journey through the dynamic and ever-changing world of trucking. And now, here's your host, Avery Weiss. Welcome to FDR's Weekly Trucking Market Update. I'm Avery Weiss, Vice President of Trucking. This is episode 241 for the week of November 27th, 2023. Before we start, a reminder you can download a PDF with graphics related to this discussion at www.ftrintel.com podcast. We'll start this week with a look back at the third quarter, specifically at revenues for trucking and parcel and local delivery. The following data is not seasonally adjusted. Seasonally adjusted data, as well as more granular figures covering general freight and specialized trucking will be released in mid-December. For higher trucking declined only slightly, eight-tenths of a percent during the third quarter. However, in most years, trucking sees its strongest unadjusted revenues of the year in the third quarter. In fact, the only other time that the third quarter saw a sequential decrease in unadjusted revenues uh, in the Census Bureau data was last year when revenues were down 2.7% from the second quarter. It's worth noting, though, that this data goes back only to 2009. Revenues have fallen quarter over quarter in four of the past five months and were down 10.3% year over year. That's stronger than the 12% negative comparison in the second quarter of this year, but otherwise, it is the largest negative year over year comparison and just barely so, since the second quarter of 2020. Another industry we consider is couriers and messengers, or what we less formally call parcel and local delivery. Revenues were down six-tenths of a percent from the second quarter, and have been negative quarter over quarter for three straight quarters. The dynamics are different for this industry, however, as the fourth quarter invariably is the strongest of the year, in revenues due to holiday peak season purchasing. Revenues in Q3 were down 3.7% year-over-year. That's the third straight year-over-year decline. Before the first quarter of this year, parcel and local delivery had not seen a year-over-year deficit since the third quarter of 2010. Okay, let's discuss diesel prices. The national average price of diesel fell 6.3 cents to $4.14.7. Six cents a gallon during the week ended November 27th. Prices have fallen for five straight weeks and in eight of the past 10 weeks. The total price drop in the past five weeks is just under 40 cents. Over the past 10 weeks, prices are down nearly 49 cents, and that's of course because we did have one week where prices went up just over 10 cents. Prices on average fell in all regions of the country, ranging Uh, ranging from just four-tenths of a cent in the Central Atlantic region to 9.2 cents a gallon in the Midwest. Crude prices, meanwhile, have been reasonably stable over the past week. West Texas Intermediate has closed roughly between $75 and $78 a barrel every day. Okay, let's talk about 
the spot market for truck freight during the week ended November 24th, uh, which is week 47. After seven straight weeks with only one week-over-week increase, drive-in spot rates in the truck stop system jumped by the most since May during the week. Broker-posted rates for drive-in equipment invariably increased during Thanksgiving week, so had they failed to do so, it would have signaled greater weakness in the spot market than we are seeing. Refrigerated spot rates fell by as much as drive-in rates rose, and flatbed spot rates increased modestly. By the way, refrigerated rates often decline during the holiday week. Okay, let's look a little closely, a little more closely at rates. The total broker posted rate uh, increased just over a penny after easing six-tenths of a cent in the prior week. They're more than 10% below the same week last year and more than 6% below the five-year average. The comparison versus the five-year average was the weakest since late July. Total rates have been largely stable during November, but they have not shown the slight bump we typically experience during the month. Let's look at rates by segment. Drive-in spot rates rose just over $0.09, cents, which is the largest gain since the spike of more than $0.16 cents, uh, a mile during the International Road Check week back in May. The increase during Thanksgiving week was larger than last year's gain, but double-digit increases are common. Rates were nearly 9% below the same week last year and 12.5% below the five-year average. Refrigerated spot rates fell more than $0.09 cents for the largest decrease since mid-September. Refrigerated rate decreases are not unusual during Thanksgiving, but the scope was larger than usual. Refrigerated rates have been basically flat in week 46, which was also weaker than typical. Rates in week 47 were 12% below the same 2022 week and more than 11% below the five-year average. Flatbed spot rates increased more than a cent for the largest gain since late September. Rate performance during Thanksgiving week has been less consistent for flatbed than for van equipment. Flatbed rates were not as strong week over week uh, in 2021 and 2022 as they were this week or this last week, but they were stronger in 2018 through 2020. Rates were nearly 13% below the same 2022 week and 1.6% below the five-year average. That's the least negative comparison since early June. We're not going to worry about the spot market um, volume this week because we always see a huge drop during Thanksgiving week. And guess what? We did once again this year. Let's wrap up the weekly data with quick looks at unemployment benefits and mortgage rates. Continued claims for unemployment benefits fell by 22,000 seasonally adjusted to 1.84 million during the latest week uh, for which data is available. That happens to be the week ended November 11th. The decrease followed eight straight weeks of increases. That said, it's worth noting that the week saw a very large increase, just over 75,000 in the not seasonally adjusted figures. The U.S. has not seen that many uh, continued claims on an unadjusted basis since the week ended July 8th. First-time claims for unemployment benefits fell by 24,000 seasonally adjusted to 209,000 in the latest week. Uh, that is the week ended November 18th because continued claims data lags first-time uh, claims data by a week. 
That decrease was the largest since June. However, like the situation with continued claims, initial claims on a not seasonally adjusted basis rose, in that case by more than 21,000. Okay, mortgage rates. They fell for the fourth straight week, declining to 7.29% from 7.44% during the previous week, according to Freddie Mac. Mortgage rates are now the lowest since September. Freddie Mac noted that rates have dropped by more than half a point recently, but that potential home buyers continue to hold out for even lower rates and more inventory. Since we're on the topic of the housing market already, we'll stay there and talk about home sales. We got data on sales of both new and existing homes uh, in the last week, and we will start with existing homes, which is the far larger category. Sales of existing single-family homes fell 4.2% month-over-month, seasonally adjusted, in October. That's the largest decrease since November of last year. Sales have fallen for eight straight months and for 20 of the past 21 months. The year-over-year deficit of 14.6% is the smallest since June of last year, but that's really just an indication of how long sales have been weak. The annualized sales rate of 3.3 million, by the way, is the lowest since August of 2010. Steadily falling sales have led to steadily rising inventories of homes on the market relative to the sales rate. But absolute levels of inventories are not rising very quickly, and even expressed as a ratio of inventory to the sales rate, inventories are still below the norm prior to the pandemic. As noted a moment ago in the discussion of mortgage rates, perhaps a sustained decline in rates would lead to higher inventories, but that is a speculative idea at this point. Financing costs are only one consideration, however. Home prices are still at an affordability challenge for many would-be buyers. The median price of a single-family home sold in October was marginally lower than it was in September, but the $396,100 median price is still very high, at just 6% below the record in June of last year. The median price is still more than 45% higher than it was in February 2020. That is a huge run-up in home prices in less than four years. Now, in isolation, homeowners would like to sell, but then they would have to buy at an escalated price and at higher mortgage rates than what they have currently on the homes that they own. So in a nutshell, the housing market is sort of gummed up by a bunch of issues that are keeping inventories low and in turn are keeping sales low. Indeed, one of the reasons that sales of new homes generally have been rising this year is that availability of new homes was much greater than that for existing homes, at least relatively speaking. However, high interest rates and prices have taken some steam out of the new home market as well. In October, Sales of new single-family homes declined 5.6% month-over-month, seasonally adjusted, to an annualized rate of 679000 From October of last year through May of this year, new home sales had risen in all but one month. Since June, however, sales have been volatile as each month has been preceded by a month where sales moved in the opposite direction. Still, new home sales are performing better than sales of existing homes, as new home sales are up 17.7% year-over-year. 
inventories of new homes relative to the sales rate rose to 7.8 months in October. That's the level that was in place in August before the inventory ratio fell in September. Inventories are down from most of last year, but they are higher than the norm through most of the 2010s. Meanwhile, home prices are falling. The median price of a single-family home sold in October was 409300 That is the lowest since August of 2021, and down 17.6% year-over-year. However, prices are still high historically and are about 23% higher than they were in February 2020. We have just one set of data related to the industrial sector, and that's where we will wrap up this week. Total new orders for durable manufactured goods fell 5.4% month-over-month, seasonally adjusted, in October. Usually, when we see a sharp drop or increase in durable goods orders, the source of the unusual weakness or strength usually is the civilian aircraft industry. In fact, new orders for civilian aircraft plunged nearly 50%. But there was another factor. That was a 3.8% decrease in orders for motor vehicles and parts. Now, compared to what happened with aircraft orders, 3.8% doesn't sound like much, but that's actually quite a sharp drop for automotive, and it no doubt stems from the recent United Auto Workers strike. It's also important to realize that in dollar value, motor vehicles and parts orders are two to three times that of aircraft orders. If we exclude transportation equipment, which of course would include both aircraft and vehicles, new orders for durable goods were flat month over month, and they were 1.3% above October of last year. One key subset of durable goods orders is orders for core capital goods or non-defense capital goods excluding aircraft. New orders for core capital goods were nearly flat month over month, easing just a tenth of a percent. They also are close to the year earlier level at just six-tenths of a percent above October of last year. One factor that distorts our view of this data is the fact that it is not adjusted for inflation. Therefore, to provide a better view of the core capital goods data, we adjust it by the producer price index for private capital equipment. In October, the PPI barely moved, so real new orders for core capital goods also declined just a tenth of a percent. However, we get a significantly different picture when we look at the year-over-year data. Instead of being up six-tenths of a percent, real new orders for core capital goods were down 2.6%. And even more striking is the comparison with the pre-pandemic month of February 2020. In current dollars, new orders for core capital goods are up nearly 21%. In real dollars, however, orders are up just over 1%. Okay, so let's recap some Key takeaways for the week, trucking revenues declined slightly in the third quarter, diesel prices fell for the fifth straight week, drive-in spot rates rose sharply while refrigerated rates fell sharply, seasonally adjusted continued claims for unemployment benefits fell for the first time in nine weeks, mortgage rates declined for the fourth straight week, sales of both new and existing homes fell in October, and new orders for durable manufactured goods were flat excluding transportation equipment. Next week's docket is a bit light. We'll talk about consumer spending, inventories, 
in the ISM Manufacturing Index. Plus, of course, we'll recap the week in diesel prices and the spot market for truck freight as usual. That's it for FTR's Trucking Market Update, episode 241 for the week of November 27th, 2023. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, and we hope you will join us next week. Thank you for joining us for this week's Trucking Update podcast with Avery Weiss. Be sure to check out FTR's additional complimentary market coverage at ftrintel.com slash state dash of dash freight dash today.